0: Hello, I'm Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Magazine, and today I'm here with Ed Ferrier, Senior Manager in the Engineering Group of LG Air Conditioning Technologies, and today we're talking about outdoor air ventilation and dedicated outdoor air handling systems. This podcast was created in partnership with LG. Ed, thanks so much for joining me. Well, thanks, Janelle. So let's start with the basics. Why is it so important to bring in conditioned outdoor air? And how does outdoor air ventilation benefit building occupants?
1: Yeah, as the um, the recent pandemic has kind of brought to light the importance of bringing in outdoor air into occupied buildings, um, the demand for these DOA systems is just uh, steadily risen because of that. There's just more awareness now that, hey, we need to properly ventilate our buildings. So,
0: Great. How
1: can bringing in outdoor air improve air quality? Yeah, so air quality, you know, if you just recirculate the air, of course the air would get stale over time. And there's um, building codes. um, A lot of them are based off of ASHRAE Standard 62.1. They prescribe guidelines on how much outside air we should bring in to different types of buildings. It can range from five CFM per person all the way up to 25 CFM per person, depending on the the use of the building and the occupancy um, density as well. Um, And and basically what we bring in outdoor air so that we can avoid any sick building syndrome. You may have heard of that Uh, years ago. Back when there was an energy crisis back in the 70s, um, several building codes tried to reduce the amount of outdoor air that was required for buildings. But when, what they found is when they did that, that some buildings were created this syndrome called sick building syndrome. So they, they revised it up again to higher levels of ventilation to make sure that we don't, you know, the occupants don't, don't experience any of the sick building syndrome.
0: How does better indoor air quality relate to sustainability?
1: Yeah, so sustainability is all about the environment. Of course, you know we're by bringing in um, good quality outdoor air, we're bringing in you know part of the environment into the building and making it more sustainable for the occupants to um, in, in the building um, by treating it with a, a separate DOAS system, as we call it, or you know outdoor air dedicated outdoor air system. That's more energy efficient. We're we're helping our environment because we reduce our reliance on fossil fuels, uh, per se. Um, There's a new movement, a decarbonization movement, where people are trying to get away from fossil fuels and natural gas heating. So, uh, with our technology, we offer heat pump heating. So, again, that, that relates to the sustainability.
0: Now, I understand LG just introduced two new split dedicated outdoor air handling systems. Can you tell me a little bit more about them and how they work? Sure.
1: So, we have one that's called our split compact OAS that's designed to be mounted inside of a building, uh, either above a a ceiling or maybe in a mechanical room. And um, these are for buildings that maybe don't have enough roof structure to support a heavier. Package doas unit, and what it does offer is decentralizing. Instead of having one large doas system, you get several smaller ones with less ductwork throughout the building. Um, This split compact doas has two coils in it. Uh, One is a main coil for cooling and heating and dehumidification mode, and then the second coil is the reheat coil. So in dehumidification, we bring the block, drop the leaving air temperature down to 55 or lower to bring the moisture out of the air. And then dehumidification mode, we need to energize the reheat coil to bring the air back up to what we call room neutral temperature, about 70, 75 degrees. So that unit you know, is equipped with that and with factory controls and with a refrigerant heat recovery section as well, uh, ECM motor and MERV-8 filters. That unit ranges in size from 1,000 to 2,000 CFM. Uh, and you could do multiples of those connected to one condensing outdoor unit system, up to four on one outdoor unit system. Uh, the uh, second type that we launched this year is a split rooftop DOAS. So as the name implies, it's meant to go either on a roof or you could put it on a slab on grade and, and you conduct it horizontally if you had to. Um, This one has the same features as a split compact OAS, but it ranges in size from 2000 to 3000 CFM. And we add to the energy efficiency by adding an energy recovery wheel. So that wheel allows us to pre-treat the outdoor air before it hits our coils and and lowers the tonnage that we need to treat that amount of outdoor air. And it also has a secondary energy recovery coil that increases our energy efficiency rating, um, especially with the new HRI 920 standard, which is a moisture removal efficiency uh, standard, our I IS, is called IS uh, rating is much higher with that added coil.
0: How do these two new systems facilitate outdoor air ventilation in buildings? Um, they're a great
1: solution to provide outdoor air. Um, because they're designed to condition the outdoor areas. When you just bring in outdoor air into a building, it's very important that you condition it to make sure the occupants are comfortable. You don't want to bring in humid, hot outdoor air in the summer or really cold outdoor air in the winter. So that's why we have to heat, dehumidify, or cool that air um, properly. So again, trying to get to that room neutral 70, 75 degrees when we deliver it to the users in the building. And also, what's neat about these systems is they they are heat pump. Again, we're not using fossil fuels. So we have a heat pump solution for uh, areas of the country we're noticing where natural gas heating is, is no longer possible.
0: You mentioned the heat pumps. Why is that an important feature and what benefits would that deliver for building managers and also building occupants?
1: Yeah, that's a great question and a good timely one. You know, we've we visited a lot of customers this year, got heard from back from our customers. And as you mentioned, it seems like up in the Northeast and California, certain areas of the country where they're actually banning the use of natural gas heating um, either because there's lack of infrastructure to support any new buildings for gas heat or they're just trying to get away from using fossil fuels and, and so there, there are certain areas of the country where um, heat pump heat is really needed at this point, because there's no other solutions without the gas, natural gas heating. So it's important for that. Um, you know, I've also heard that, you know, maybe certain certain buildings, if you're doing a remodel or replacement that maybe doesn't have gas to the building, it's just all electric bringing gas to a building can be very costly. So heat pump heat is providing heat just using the compressor energy, which just needs the electricity. So um, that's a few of the reasons why heat pump heat is so important.
0: Great. What's the benefit of integrating a dedicated outdoor air system with variable refrigerant flow controls and how do they work together?
1: Yeah. So with uh, variable refrigerant controls, like at LG, we, you know, we were very good with inverter compressor technology. That's all our VRF systems use so inverter compressors are able to uh, speed up or slow down to react to the changing building loads. Cause we know buildings are typically designed for peak load, but they're always, you know, there's not always peak load. There's always partial load. Same with DOA systems. You know, you design your DOA system for that peak Hot day or that peak cold day, but you have many days in between where you have partial loads and you don't need that full compressor energy. So by able being able to uh, utilize that inverter compressor, we can save on how much energy we're using because we, we're just dialing it down or dialing it up as needed. So
0: now you mentioned before that one of the new DOA systems is a rooftop unit, and the other one is for indoors. Correct? Correct. But where do you see them each being used? Yeah. So the
1: um, split rooftop DOAS is good for maybe, you know, you have a, a building where the roof structure can't support. Again, the, the packaged DOAS units tend to be very heavy because they have the compressors all part of it. With the split DOAS, we can remotely mount the compressors so the weight's less than, than a package. And maybe you have a situation, maybe you have a metal building roof or just an older building that doesn't have the roof structure to support that weight. So the, the split rooftop DOAS is a good... Uh, solution for that. And also we found there's sometimes areas where it's very noise or sound sensitive like auditoriums and things like that, where they don't want to have a noisy compressor right above the the, uh, audience. So you can move that compressor away from where the um, the DOAS unit is and, and, you know, reduce the sound for that area. So that's the Application for the split rooftop DOAS. And then the indoor one, again, what we found is it's nicer, maybe sometimes, to decentralize instead of having one large DOAS unit with a vertical duct riser down to multiple floors. Those duct risers take up valuable leasable space. They also require some fireproofing. Split compact DOAS can eliminate that need for this vertical riser, freeing up some more leasable space. Uh, and you know, less duct work because you have smaller systems, per, you know, one per floor, and you save on the cost of a fire rated shaft as well.
0: So. How can these DOAS units contribute to LEED certification?
1: Yeah, so LEED does have certain points or requirements just for bringing in um, prescribed amounts of outdoor air, so you can meet the minimum LEED requirements for that, but LEED also gives you extra points for energy efficiency ratings where you can compare your proposed design system uh, versus a baseline system. And you can get many points using these DOAS systems with the energy uh, efficiency ratings we get.
0: Excellent. How do you know whether a DOAS system is a good fit for your building? Are there certain building types that might benefit more than others?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, and you know, I used to get this too with even with VRF. I guess the answer, I mean, some common buildings that we do is schools, uh, hotels, office buildings, condo buildings, uh, where you need corridors, you know, makeup air, restaurants need makeup air. Uh, basically, any building that has an occupant really benefits from a DOA system. Um, what's really nice about um, a separate DOAS system is you you can um, actually measure how much air is being brought in. You're not, you know, conventional old VAV systems used to mix outdoor air with return air. You weren't always guaranteed that you were going to get that outdoor air to the space where you need it, where well, you can do that with a separate DOAS system.
0: What kind of maintenance do these systems need? Um,
1: they're pretty easy to maintain. Uh, the main um, concern here is to main cha- maintain your filters. Uh, and that can vary per region. You know, Some areas maybe have a lot of cottonwood or uh, particulate in the air, so you may need filter changes more often. Some maybe just need quarterly filter changes. And then maybe yearly too, you want to ch- uh, clean your condenser coils. And if you have the energy recovery wheel model, you'll need to uh, maintain that uh, media as well. Clean that maybe once a year.
0: Great. Last question. Uh, what are the big takeaways from this podcast that you'd like listeners to remember?
1: Um, I think is you as know, uh, an occupant of a building, just you always want to ask, do, do you know where your outside air is coming from? You know, it, are you getting the proper amount of outside air? I think it's important for designers to use the local building codes. They do vary, like as I said before, they're based on ASHRAE, 90, ASHRAE 62.1, but I know, like you know, certain states like Florida require you to bring in a slight more amount of outside air than to pressurize a building. So different areas of the country have different codes. So make sure you follow your code to get the proper amount of ventilation there that you need to and. Another thing to keep in mind is um, many designers right now are, are, are codes, local codes look at the IEER ratings, which is the um, integrated energy efficiency rating, but that's from an old HRI standard 340 slash 360, which only applies to rooftop units that recirculate air. Um, This newer standard, HRI 920, was slowly being adopted and it's been recognized by uh, ASHRAE 90.1 for moisture removal efficiency. It's the only standard to truly measure one DOAS system to another with that ISMRE rating. So make sure you check that out and ask what what is the ISMRE rating for your DOAS unit to make sure you have a good, um, efficient system. and then finally, you know, it's a good practice just to uh, equip your DOAS equipment with airflow monitors so that you can look on a controller, see how much airflow you're actually bringing in from the, to the out, you know, outdoor air, and use easy easy to use controllers like LG's got a touchscreen AC smart controller where you can look at both your DOAS and your HVAC system at the same time from one convenient location.
0: Ed, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank you for the time.
0: And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time.